And I'm Rebecca, and we are Mama Bear Apologetics. We're just two gals talking about life's big questions from a biblical worldview. Because when it comes to the battle of ideas, we need to be able to say, mess with my kids and I will demolish your arguments. You mess, I demolish. Got it? Capiche? (laughs) (laughs) Rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. This might not affect your faith, but it might affect your children's. Welcome to another Mama Bear Apologetics. I'm Hillary. I'm Rebecca. And uh, so today we're going to have some really difficult topics that we're going to be talking about. So even though I normally close with prayer today, I'm going to do it both ways. I'm going to open and close Mm -hmm. with prayer. Father God, we are seeing such division in our country. We truly are seeing just the, some of the predictions that you gave in Scripture about the, the end times uh, where you even specify that there's going to be a mother against daughter and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and, and father against brother. And Lord, we are seeing this division that is occurring right now. Mm. Father God, we know that you have called us to unity, but you've also called us to unity with the mind of Christ, Lord. I pray that we would be able to correctly uh, divide the word of Christ to, to see past any kind of deception, Lord, and to truly unite together as Christians, Lord, under a banner of truth, under the banner of Christ, um, to have compassion on one another where we differ, um, and to spur one another on towards truth, Lord God, in humility, just humility, compassion, and love, Lord. That is always just our our guiding light. Mm. Compassion, humility, love, truth. All of these things, Lord, go together. And we pray that they would be evident in this podcast, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, Rebecca, as you can tell, I'm a little bit nervous (laughs) for this (laughs) podcast. So, for anyone who doesn't know the background, this, this last weekend there was the Women's March And Mm. I was actually, for the last week, I was actually trying to stay off social media, stay off the internet. And I think in some ways that was the Lord protecting me. And it wasn't until, uh, I think it was either, I think it was Saturday when you started messaging me, (laughs) Rebecca. (laughs) I didn't stay off. Actually, I didn't know much about this March until I just uh, bombarded with it. (laughs) With all sorts of messages about pink hats. And so, um, and you had a lot of really good thoughts, and we actually prepared another podcast on this that we recorded on Sunday, mm. and that was kind of going through things, but that, that night, I just was really going through some of the lists of things in this march, in their unifying vision and principles, and I wrote a blog that I, I felt like I had to write. I, there was a lot of prayer that went over that that blog, mm. and just... But I felt that I had to put it out. And so um, at, I think, like 1136 (laughs) at night, I posted it. And I posted it. I didn't even promote it anywhere. I just posted it on my my own Facebook page. I didn't even post it on the Mama Bear Facebook page because really this was, these were my thoughts. And it was kind of separate from what we normally do with Mama Bear. And the next morning I politics. (laughs) Yeah, I am not a fan of politics. I don't like having to do this. But the next morning I woke up. So before this, I think our our, one of our we've only been public since August. And I think some of our big days we had maybe about 400. I think 426 was our record beforehand. And so the next morning I woke up and I just kind of checked. Oh, 
just decided to check the stats. And when I woke up at like eight in the morning, it was already at 800 views. Good night. <laughs> at that point, I knew, oh, wow. <laughs> I thought this one was going to slip it under hit the a radar. Cord. It hit a chord, I think. It hit a chord. Yeah. And so, and, and for anyone who doesn't know, the, the title of the post was, so you marched this weekend for women. Here's eight things you probably didn't know you marched for. Mm-hmm. And as of now, it's been read by almost 11,000 people. It's got about 200 shares on Facebook. So our original podcast was kind of more of the same. And so I want to I share the topic of our original podcast, but then we're actually, we're, we're not going to post that one. We're going to post this one instead because I think, mm-hmm. well, I'll read the verse that is the reason behind the switch. It's uh, from Ecclesiastes where it talks about there is a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. I love this this whole passage, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to tear and a time to mend. So instead of having our previous podcast, we're actually recording a second one because I think now since I think I've there's been some tearing and there's there's been some bringing awareness to to, well, at least 11,000 people. I think I think um, our previous po- podcast was we were still in shock and we were, we were still processing. We were, we were processing and grieving a little bit. I think it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to share the six points that we had from that podcast, but there's only one of them that we're going to linger on them. And then basically we're going to go into instead of discussing those six things, because I think there's lots of material out there that you can find the answers to these six things. We're going to instead move on to a different set of questions, but I am going to keep the first question from that group. So the the original questions from that podcast were, what is the good that we can affirm? And that one was even added <laughs> late mm-hmm. when we were first critiquing. But we said, what is the good that can we af- that we can affirm from this? And we are going to go into that one. But then the other five were, what do they mean by spontaneous? This was touted as a spontaneous organ or a spontaneous march, and I kind of contradicted that I didn't think it was that spontaneous. Mm. I think it was very well planned. Yes. Um, number three, where did the money come from? Uh, they're they're trying to make it like it's grassroots when it's very clear this was extremely well funded. Yeah. Um, number four, why were they marching? And so we actually discussed some of the things that were in the blog. So I recommend if you are not sure what they were marching for. I recommend going and seeing my blog and I have attached to that the original document of the unifying principles and vision. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that they gave. And there were it's a it's a huge umbrella of issues. It's oh, not yes, just it women's issues, but yep. it's very much there a is. leftist liberal and agenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, number five, where were all these women when the it was Democrat men that were the perpetrators? Yeah. So we we talked about, um, you know, Bill Clinton and we talked about Ted Kennedy, the man who literally left his mistress to die after a car accident so that he wouldn't be caught on the scene. And the fact that they used, you know, some of Trump's very horrible words, which I didn't like either. Mm-hmm. Um, from years ago to get a lot of people, a lot of women swept up into the march. Yeah. Yet, and they thought they were marching on that principle, yet it really wasn't. It was political. It was all yeah. these other political things that were on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was just it, sort of the bait. Yeah. Okay. 
And so the last question was, who was disinvited? And we discussed mm. how there were a lot of pro-life groups that were willing to march with them. Mm-hmm. And they were actually told, you are not invited. Yeah. In fact, their names were taken off of the list wow. of, of organizations. Which proves so- the point that we were just making, that it wasn't really about marching against Trump and and some of the you know horrible behavior he had. And it wasn't marching against that principle. It was really political ideology. But a lot of women, I don't think, knew this. So that was kind of the original one. I think we've made those points. I think that the the blog that I have up um, adequately addresses at least many of these. And so right now, it's time to move on from that. I want to dignify those, but I want to move on from this. And we're going to actually keep the first one what is the good that we can affirm here? And I actually have a couple of statements from a majority of the comments that I got on Facebook mm. were positive of people saying, thank you. I was wondering what these, yeah. these women were marching for. I didn't understand yeah. any of this. And you're right. I don't agree with any of those. But I did have a couple of them that were bringing up some very valid points. And I want to honor these women by by actually reading their comments. And there was one in particular that I thought, it was almost written like a poem. It's actually really beautiful the way she has it even um, mm. formatted, which is funny that you can even say that for Facebook. But this is what <laughs> she wrote. I too marched. I follow Jesus Christ. I marched for pro-life. Why should I hide? I marched against human trafficking. Why should I hide? I marched against, against rape culture. Why should I hide? I have to sincerely say to you that although there is a core of topics that occurred that are not my stance, I was called by God to go. I was quiet. I prayed all day, alone. Your article that you believe is helpful is actually very slandering to myself and thousands of Mm. sisters and brothers who were there praying. If If you were not called to be there, then why protest the protest? Why is there a belief that it was only one agenda? I'm going to get through all of this before you say anything. Okay, I have issues. <laughs> I know. And, and, I, and I'm reading it in its entirety because I respect her. I know that pro-life was taken off the list by Planned Parenthood. Why should I hide? I lamented about what to do. Now I see your post on my sister's walls from church. This is not strength building. I did not march for those things. I ask you to please pray about this. My heart is truly broken by your title alone which I don't understand that. I just said eight things you might not have known you're you were just, marching for. You're just calling her to... to okay, I, I, let, me, let, me, okay. let me finish. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so now I will be shamed, um, but I will trust in the Lord as I prepare to return Friday to D.C. for the March for Life alone because I have been shamed. But I know there I will mm-hmm. once again find comfort with my sisters and brothers, many of whom were there at the Women's March too. I just pray all this hateful, not upbuilding things would stop would stop from believers and I wish that my sisters who know me would come to me directly if they believe I needed to be confronted about my decision instead of very passively sharing these things she's not referring to me there I don't know this girl Uh, and then Philippians 4 8 finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable if there is anything excellent and anything worthy of praise think about these things well I think that your article is calling women to be careful about what they get swept up into. Yeah. And it sounds like this woman was aware of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful. And you were not addressing her. You were addressing mm-hmm. women that went and were marching and weren't weren't aware of all the things that this march stood for. And the thing yeah. is, 
that this was advertised. It was all over TV. It was, you know, rows and rows, and everyone there was um, assumed to be supportive of those things. Yeah. And that's the power of this a whole march. I mean, that's the whole reason yeah. why people march is it's a march in solidarity. Well, you need mm-hmm. to be sure you know what you're being, what you are agreeing to. It yeah. sounds like then this, this, this thing was not addressed to her and she's being a little bit, um, in my opinion, um, she's misreading it that it was addressed to her. Well, um, I think there might be some people, like she kind of references, it sounds like there might have been some women that she knew that kind of yeah, said. Yeah, and that's wrong. They should have yeah. maybe, um, maybe gone to her personally and yeah. and found out, you know, exactly why are you there before just passively kind of just sharing this with her. Yeah. But um, th- this there's no shame for her if she was there just Mm-mm. quietly praying yeah, um, to be a- and using it as a ministry opportunity. That's fine. Um, absolutely. I, 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 I applaud that, but yeah. um, I just don't want you to feel bad. No, I, I thought her words were beautiful. I think when someone speaks truth, even if I know I've been misunderstood, I can still, my heart resonates with what she wrote, and which is why I want to share it with honor and respect and, and in its entirety, not even take it out the parts that... I, I were against me because I, I just really respect her. I don't I don't even know her. But anyway, I want us to be on the record to also affirm the other good that was going on this weekend. So what are some of the things that we can affirm that women have fought for the freedoms that we have? And I want to honor the women that have fought before us. And I don't want to denigrate that in any way. And I want to honor that there are women out there who are still fighting right now mm-hmm. for some of the basic, for just the basic dignities mm-hmm. that, that, that are not given to them. And, and the, the battle is you can't legislate morality. You can't mm-hmm. force men to respect women. All you can do is punish it when it's obvious. But there's, there's no law in the world that will make a misogynist not a misogynist. Right. And make a predator not a predator. Exactly. And, and I think... As, as you're talking here, I think of another thing that we can affirm mm-hmm. is that women got together to mark their solidarity in the fact that they don't like being talked about in the way that Trump was recorded talking. Yeah. Don't like to be preyed upon. Now, of course, this wasn't represented at the, the uh, march, but, you know, the way men like Bill Clinton and Kennedy use their power to prey upon women. Um, And so that there is something in that kind of talk that Trump had that's very serious and it goes Mm -hmm. to the heart of something that is old and historical and oppression that goes way back and, and recognition that men do have a certain amount of physical power over women and when they talk yeah. that way it, it scares us and so that we can get together and say we aren't we are going to stand up against that it's okay to call evil evil and yeah. so i also want to um us to publicly say that there's still legitimate injustice for women that occurred not just internationally not just in third world countries that occur on our soil and one of the case in point that I want to mention, and if you go back on my Facebook page, you'll see me ranting about this, and that's the Stanford rape case, mm-hmm. that I was so horrified that this was such a blatant mm-hmm. case, and the woman was, she did everything right. Mm-hmm. She did everything by the book, 
and not only he he like by law he should have got i think john john added up like the minimum sentencing that he should have had i think it was something like six years Mm -hmm. not only did he get six months Mm. but he got released after three for good behavior and so it was a message that went out to all the women that even when you go through all the right channels and you sub- subject yourself to the humiliation mm-hmm. of a trial and, a, and you know, having yourself scrutinized, even then there is not going to be justice. So I just want to recognize that there is still legitimate injustice yes. for women. And it makes me angry. I will, I'll, I'll straight up say it does. It makes me angry. There's a, uh, another friend of mine who is right now becoming a national figure for a case of sexual assault from a doctor from when she was in high Mm. school Mm. that is assaulted. And she, out of like 17 women, she is the only one that's going to actually put a name that she's going on is not a Jane Mm. Doe because she's saying this, this needs to be stopped. And she's having to drag her, her three little kids through this media frenzy. And uh, not only that, but her husband is actually because of her situation and some other things that are coming to light within some churches where they have found sexual Mm. uh, predation that's been um, suppressed by leaders in the church. We're talking, you know, men that that were molesting girls. And then the way that the church handled this and dealt with it was Mm. they were forcing these girls to meet with their abuser and shake hands and forgive them. And it's just just naive about the kind of sick heart in a man that would Mm -hmm. use his power in that way. And I I know it firsthand um, from my own experiences. So, um, and and I applaud the women who have the courage to to take it to court because I I wasn't directly involved, but I, I was in a church where many of the, several of the women took it to court and the um, the defense will will just ring your will just take your name through the mud, and it's yeah. very very hard for them because they're already, you know, they're already traumatized. They're traumatized, and then, and then the, the, their perpetrator is in the room. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why most of it gets pushed under the rug. Um, yeah. And and this happens. Um, the church needs to wake up to it. And you know, Paul mm-hmm. gave us warnings about the wolves in sheep's clothing. So mm-hmm. um, this is, yeah. This is something that that I stand with those women who 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 are concerned about that. Absolutely, and if that's really what the march had been about, I probably would have marched. It, well, actually, I mean, again, I I didn't because I didn't know about it. So yeah, I, I didn't either. <laughs> I wasn't protesting the march. I, re- I legitimately didn't know. I guess we're not on the right um, mail right list. Email list and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but then also, women have a larger burden often than men, just when it comes to daily life. And I just want to, something that John's always saying is uh, feminism put women in the workplace, but it did not put men in the kitchen. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Yay, John. It's true. (laughs) It's true. It's the kind of burden that a lot of times is placed on women where now they're expected to not only work full time, but also do all the housekeeping, taking care of the kids. They're the ones that get called when the kid is sick. They're uh, mm-hmm. they're still cooking the dinner. Mm-hmm. They're still cleaning the dishes after and the dinner. And then they have somebody criticizing them for wearing yoga pants <laughs> <laughs> and not dressing up. And you're thinking, yeah. oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> I think that's a legitimate issue too. So yes. all mm-hmm. of these things, it's like I want us to to openly say we're addressing this. Oh, and here's another one that a guy uh, posted, and it, this is something that made him angry. And I was really thankful that he posted it. And it was it was an article 
titled and parents if you have young children in the room i'm just going to give you a warning right now that maybe you need to send them out of the room real, real quick just so that i can read this headline um oklahoma court uh, determined that forced oral sex is not rape if the victim is unconscious oh there's a loophole in their laws that made this happen so there was some oh, good that was goodness. going on at the march people standing up for this kind of stuff absolutely um i applaud them so when we say what is the good that we can affirm that's one that we confirm and i'm going to read one more quote from somebody that that posted on my on the the facebook article and they said i'm pro-life and i marched proudly in oklahoma city for many reasons having nothing at all to do with abortion and i was not alone i was very welcomed too there are a lot of things i have in common with the women who were there and things on which we differ we could unite for good schools, healthcare, etc., and have great conversations about those things and talk about our differences. This was way too big of a platform to risk sitting out, and I think it's a shame that so many pro-lifers aren't willing to go out where we are the minority, build bridges, and have hard conversations. I think all of that is wasted opportunity. Mm. And even though there's parts of this that I don't agree with, I still want to validate that I, I really like this comment because this right here tells me that I affirm their heart. Mm-hmm. And that's something that whenever I see someone's heart in the right place, I do want to affirm that. But I want to affirm those. So the, the other questions that I want us to address today. So first off is what is the good that we can affirm? That, that came from the, the old podcast. But then I want to talk about where is the controversy coming from? I think as moms out there discussing, because this topic I have a sense is probably not going to go away. This, this controversy that's going on, it's not going to go away. And understanding where the controversy is coming from is really, really important, Mm -hmm. especially if you're talking about this with your kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then number three, what do we do now? How do we have productive conversation? And so I'm going to have four points uh, dedicated to that. But first off, we're going to talk about where is the controversy coming from? Mm -hmm. Why is something like women's rights, something that you really wouldn't think there would be a big controversy over? Why is that suddenly so controversial? And so we need to understand the foundations of this controversy. Uh, And I've kind of put it down into one single sentence that I think encapsulates Mm. it all, which is the publicized goals were not the actual goals. Mm. And when I say actual goals, I'm not saying these are the words I'm putting in their mouths. This is not saying this is the intentions that I am putting on them. I'm saying... I looked at the original documents, what the organizers of this march said, this is our unifying vision and principles. And the things that were being publicized, the things that uh, these girls were talking about, uh, human trafficking and rape culture and stuff like that, that was a small part of what it was. Mm -hmm. The actual goals were much bigger. And to fully understand what I mean for the actual goals, we need to go to a book called Rules for Radicals. Have you ever heard of Rules for Radicals? Mm -hmm. I have. Okay, so the book Rules for Radicals has become mandatory reading in a lot of colleges, and it's something that if you want to do anything with community organizing, I'll say that in scare quotes, community organizing, this is the book they will send you to. It was written by a guy named Saul Alinsky, and this is becoming pretty ubiquitous in college circles, and this is the book that... I would just say, if you ever see a, a, like a far left protest, you know, something like in the Occupy movement or any of the movements that are get kind of violent, I would just challenge you, don't, don't just talk to anybody. Go find one of the leaders and ask them if they've heard of this book. I guarantee they've heard of it, and this is their manual. It's called Rules for Radicals for a reason. This is the manual. And so I want to read a couple of things from there. 
because what we're seeing in this march is absolutely following what's following the rules for radicals basically so in the opening section it's uh this isn't even a chapter one this is so primary it's like in the introduction uh Saul Alinsky is talking about some some people that were trying to remember when this was written it was written I mean several decades ago but they were against Vietnam the stuff going on in Vietnam mm. so this is in the 60s and so this was his advice to them is to start a protest on pollution hmm. all right do you think a protest against pollution do you think there's anyone who would disagree with that yeah really mm-hmm so he says, remember, once you organize people around something as commonly agreed upon as pollution, then an organized people is on the move. From there, it's a short and natural step to political pollution and then to Pentagon pollution. Hmm. Hmm. So this is the rules about how to take something from something specific, which people may disagree on, yeah. and take it back to something general that no one disagrees on. Right. And all of this is accomplished through a couple of different means. And so one of them is he talks about just the use of words. And so I'm going to read another passage here. Abuse of words. Abuse of words. Yeah, kind of. I'm going to use the passage here, and then I'm going to substitute a, a word that's going to be more salient for this march. So he's talking about a Russian prof- or Russian lecturer who's lecturing at Stanford. And so the Russian came up to him and asked him, where do you stand on communism? I replied, that's a bad question, since the real question is, assuming both of us are operating in and thinking of the world as it is, Whose communists are they? Yours or ours? If they're ours, then we are all for them. If they're yours, obviously we are against them. Communism itself is irrelevant. Mm. Let's bring this a little bit closer to the language maybe from Saturday. And I'm going to replace communism with the word feminism. Mm. The feminist asked me, where do you stand on feminism? I replied, that's a bad question since the real question is, Whose feminists are they? Yours or ours? If they're ours, then we're all for them. If they're yours, obviously we're against them. Feminism itself is irrelevant. Hmm. Yeah. This and I- it's, it's kind of acknowledging that when you get people in a mob mm-hmm. and you get the emotions and, and all that high, they, they, and they, they, they're forming connections with each other for bonding over this issue, then you can kind of manipulate them into caring about other things too that they might not have otherwise cared about mm-hmm. um it's like marketing <laughs> it really you know, is it's like it's like when getting invited to those those parties in people's homes where they're sort of manipulating you into buying things but this is even worse because this is really this is ideas that matter yeah this is stuff that makes a diff- huge difference um, yeah it's ideology so that was on page 57. So on page 58, he kind of talks about the conflict between the professed moral principles and the real reasons why we do things. And so this is what I would say was going on with this march. We have the professed reason for the march, which was all those things. Oh, this is for women's rights. This Mm -hmm. is against rape culture. This is uh, for protection, for equal pay. You know, all these things that you and I would probably be like, amen, sister, march on. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but then when you look at their guiding vision and principles that they that the organization has put out, you say, wait, hold on, I'm not, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Or, or why do you even have that here? So anyway, this is what Saul Alinsky says about that. We repeatedly get caught in this conflict between our professed moral principles and the real reasons why we do things. 
We are always able to mask those real reasons in words of beneficent goodness, freedom, justice, and so on. Mm, Notice mm -hmm. justice. Mm -hmm. Such terrors as a, a catch-all yeah, word. Yeah, exactly. Such terrors as appear in the fabric of this moral masquerade sometimes embarrass us. So he's saying, you know, sometimes we caught, get caught when people see that our real reasons are not our professed reasons. But in order to do the professed reasons, we have to mask it in moral language. And part of me, I, I struggle with even connecting with any of this because I, I'm not one to go to marches anyway. <laughs> Big crowds like that stress me out. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and all the emotion and such, I just, I don't like the idea of being organized anyway. I, I, yeah. I try to resist being organized <laughs> into anything. I see that it's, it's very subtle. They're taking these buzzwords. They're learning mm -hmm. the buzzwords. And, and they're preying on people's empathy. People want to help. People, you know, see these injustices. They're mm -hmm. preying upon the good that's in people and um, manipulating it, yeah. which that's what evil does. Evil is just a distortion of good. It doesn't exist on its own. So. He also talks about the importance of having multiple issues. And this yeah. is exactly what mm -hmm. we saw at the march in their unifying principles is they didn't just stick with, mm -hmm. if they had really outlined, and oddly enough, as I mentioned, like the violence against women thing was the most vague out of almost everything else that they did. Right. That was a, yeah, that's interesting. That was, that was what seemed to be what was unifying them, the violent words mm -hmm. of Trump and yeah. So he, he says on page 78, multiple issues means constant action in life. So part of the goal for the community organizer, according to Rules for Radicals, is to have a whole umbrella of, of mm -hmm. things because you can constantly be focusing on a different one of those. But really, it's, it's an entire agenda that you're promoting. This is another one. Men will only act when they're convinced that their cause is 100% on the side of the angels and the opposition are 100% on the side of the devil. This is also page 78. And that's what we saw where the, the need to have kind of a figurehead of evil, which right mm -hmm. now is Trump, that we need to... And he's got enough obvious flaws that he's, <laughs> he's actually a, a pretty... He is an easy target. I mean, he's an easy target. <laughs> I mean, I saw them do this with Bush, and Bush was like a pretty good guy. And I mean, and then to see how they, you know drug Mitt, someone like Mitt Romney <laughs> through the mud. I mean, it's like Trump. Oh my goodness. He's just, he's yes. got so much material for them. It's, but yeah, I, I think that idea of unifying around a common enemy and then getting people sort of so worked up over that, that you could slip all these other issues in. Yeah. Um, and they weren't even just slipped in because if you look at the rest of the document, like the, the majority of this document was on things that I'm like, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. It, mm -hmm. it talked about, you, you can tell through some of the language, there was a resistance against binary gender, meaning male and female. Yeah. And For a woman's march, march okay, <laughs> that kind of doesn't make sense anyway. Yeah, uh, well, they, they took such great pains to specify all these different types of women. It, it, it's really odd how they're trying to get away, to do away with the word, you know, male and female, but yet they're they want their cake and women. Too. Yeah, and so, but all these other issues where you have the LGB, LGBTQIA mm -hmm. agenda that was in there, you had the, the passage uh, just so in your face about abortion mm -hmm. that, that is in there. You have the stuff on the environment, you have stuff for 
Native American groups, if you were truly doing this as a march for women, you don't need to slip all these things in there. The only reason you do that is because when you say we need to harness this group of people and unify them under something they agree with and then make it to where it really is about something else. So I, I want to talk about why we're seeing a strong divide. The publicized goals versus the actual goals, we're seeing a divide because there's a lot of people who really were there for the publicized goals. Mm. And what they're interpreting as people critiquing, as we've seen in, in the emails or the, mm. the messages that I got, is they're, uh, they're interpreting anyone who is critiquing the actual goals, meaning the stated goals by the organization saying, I don't agree with all of these. They're interpreting them as, as critiquing the publicized goals. Yes. And so they say, oh, so you're going to be silent when it comes to women's, to violence against women. You're going to be silent when it comes to uh, unity. You're, you're not going to try to find areas that you can agree on when you're saying, no, no, that's, that's not what I'm disagreeing with. I'm disagreeing with this other stuff that's being slipped in. It's manipulative. Yeah. It really is. It's very manipulative because it's putting pressure on people by saying, well, then you're not for women's rights. And like, mm -hmm. no. I am for women's rights. It's not those, all those other things that are put in there and how you're defining women's rights. And then the second misconception that I saw people have, and um, I, I didn't bring any of those quotes, was people on the side that are critiquing. I'm not saying that everybody that was marching knew what they were marching for. And I'm not saying that everybody that went to the march was for all of the things that I critiqued in the blog. I, I'm saying I, I think there was a lot of people who were deceived about the real reason for the march. And when I say the real reason, again, I'm not putting words in people's mouths. I'm looking at the reasons stated by the organizers of the march. Yeah. I'm using their words. And so if you think that I'm critiquing you saying, I think you're for all these things, that is not what we're saying. Mm. And, and I think what, apart from some people that felt that were aware of all those things and felt called to be there, they're not who we're talking to. I think it's the people that didn't do their homework and ended mm -hmm. up there. It, we're just warning them to be careful because this is the whole technique that, that it sounds like this Rules for Radicals is using mm -hmm. to how to radicalize people yeah. is to kind of get them swept away in their emotions and in this mob and then they can influence them in other ways or just at least give the impression to the society and the rest of the people watching that all these people support these things. Yeah, And that's the other thing. All the coverage <clears throat> was as if all these people were unified and solidified in this one and all these things. And yeah. the reality was that there were a lot of people there that just hadn't done their homework. And and I think the further you got away from Washington, maybe towards the middle, like like that, that one post to me was from Oklahoma. The further away you got from the original organizers, I think the further away you got from people knowing what the real agenda was of this march. And so they probably absolutely were marching for the right things. And I don't want to discount that. And that's also manipulative because I, I just wonder how publicized these things were. Or did mm -hmm. they just want to, they just said, march for women's rights and against the horrible things Trump said and all these women came out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know. I wasn't in those circles, but I also want to honor the women that I know that there are some that I know personally that I really feel like the Lord has given this to them as their mission field. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to go in a place where it's it really is like another culture. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a difference between women who see this as a mission field and women who just aren't aren't um, 
really looking at the stuff they're swallowing that they, 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 they don't know how to chew and spit. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to analyze things and say, is this something I want to align with? There's the difference between someone doing it out of, I, I don't want to use the word laziness, but like, um, what's it when you're just not aware of something? Ignorance, it, it, out of ignorance versus someone who's saying, I'm purposely going there to be light in a dark place. And I want to honor the people who that is their role. Yeah. Um, and I do know several of those. So if I, I, I think that would be that ho hopefully that makes it clear why we're having such a strong divide. And so we're going to revisit that a little in a little bit when we talk about what do we do from here. So, yeah. So our final thing is how should we address this? Mm. Because this is this is something that's probably not going to go away. So we need some tips on how to address this and how to have productive conversation. Yeah, I was just going to say first, um, don't be discouraged. I felt really discouraged and overwhelmed this weekend just seeing all the women that were there and knew what they were doing, wearing the pink hats that represented female genitalia <laughs> yeah. and were screaming the sort of things for pro-choice, my body, my choice, and my uterus, and my, 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 and, and all the kind of very in-your-face, almost bullying. Um, I was discouraged by that um, mm -hmm. and felt very overwhelmed. And just, I think that the thing we need to be reminded is that God gives us our sphere to work in. Yeah. And we just need to be faithful with what he's given us and not think we have to fix everything. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there was a lot of darkness that went on. And, and I think a lot of it was probably the stuff that was going on in Washington. Mm. I mean, some of the signs that I saw, like I, there was one in particular... Yeah. Oh, golly, the Ashley Judd speech. Yeah, yeah. And just the, the signs calling themselves nasty women. Yeah. Which someone said that came from Trump calling a woman a nasty woman. But I'm like, I don't think he was meaning all women are nasty mm -hmm. women. But anyway, so we, yeah. what do we do now? How do we have a productive conversation? How do we move on from here? So point number one on this is we have to remember this. I cannot emphasize this enough that our wars are, our, our, our war is not against flesh and blood. And so the... Mm the verse for that our battle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms that whenever we place people as our enemy we have completely missed it and we are absolutely playing into the enemy's hands because that's exactly what he wants us to do is he wants us to turn on each other instead of do what mama bear is all about which is demolishing ideas mm. We demolish ideas that are set against um, that are set against Christ. In fact, so the second point is we need to remember that people are being held captive mm -hmm. to these ideas, and we need to treat this as a hostage situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and Colossians two eight says, "See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition." and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Yeah, and, and one thing I kept thinking is, but for the grace of God, I would be out there doing the same thing. Absolutely. And so it's not a my own goodness and my <clears throat> own moral superiority <laughs> that I'm not wearing one of those pink hats. Um, it's just God's work in my life. It's Him. And so yeah. we have to rem go into that with that kind of like reverence and humbleness. Um, yeah. as we interact with these women. Yeah. yeah, and and taking care of a hostage situation, you have to aim for the idea without hitting the person. And so yeah. we need to be bold in, a, in attacking just ideas that are set, that they're not biblical. And yeah. so many of these ideas were just not biblical, especially the, the abortion one. 
Um, and I'll, I'll kind of give a helpful analogy in a second on that one, but we, we just need to be careful that we don't turn on each other. So third tip that I would say when having a debate, always use the other side's original documentation. So people cannot accuse me of saying, oh, I'm putting words in people's mouths. They can't uh, say, well, you don't know. Actually, they can say this because they have said this to me on Facebook. Well, you weren't there, so you don't know what people were actually marching for. No, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. who the people there think they were marching for. If I want to find out what a Muslim believes, I'm not necessarily going to go ask a Muslim. I'm going to look at the Quran because Mm -hmm. the Quran is the thing that they all agree on is the authoritative word. If I want to know what um, a Christian believes, there's a lot of Christians who claim to believe things that are just not Mm -hmm. biblical. If I need to know what Christians believe, I go to scripture. Mm -hmm. If I want to know what the women's march was for, I'm not going to go ask the people that were marching in the march. I'm going to look at the documentation that the women's march provided. And that is exactly what I did is I looked at the documentation that the women's march provided because they are the organizers. The organizers are the ones who kind of have the right to say this is this is what it's all about. No matter what happened with anybody else, this was what the march was about. And again, if you're not quite sure what I'm talking about, go see go see the blog on Mama Bear. And I go through some of the points. I don't go comprehensively. I kind of say the ones that I'm like, really, Mm -hmm. this was included in the march, but I do include a link for the original document so you can look at it yourself. Um, And then finally, the fourth thing that I think we really need to have in order to where do we go from here and how do we have productive conversation? And this is probably going to be the hardest one is we need to discuss and especially with our children what things are worth being unified on. Mm. So one of the things, one of the... uh, critiques that I kind of heard kind of coming in my way is, oh, you're not promoting unity. Mm. So I decided, (laughs) okay, let's take a look at some of the the verses on unity because I'm willing to be corrected if I'm wrong. Pretty much every verse that I could find on unity. So I got 1 Corinthians 1, 10, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, Colossians 3, 13, 1 Peter 3, 8, uh, Ephesians 4, 3. When it's talking about unity, Mm. the, the, the one major theme that I keep seeing coming up is unity in mind and thought Mm -hmm. or the spirit of god or the mind of christ um, like-minded unity of the spirit Mm -hmm. we are called to unite on something strong Mm -hmm. and that strength is the mind of christ Mm -hmm. well and and you um challenging brothers and sisters sisters in christ to think about what they're getting swept up in is mm-hmm. actually promoting unity. Absolutely. Because it's out of love for them and the body of Christ and um, calling them to look at their actions and see how maybe they're not aligning with mm-hmm. the mind of Christ. Um, and it would be wrong of you to just let them go astray. And um, if, I, if I'm seeing something, if I am seeing a philosophy that is hollow and deceptive and yes. that's trying to take something, someone captive, you want to protect them. Take, yeah, before they're taken captive, I want to say, hey, this is the philosophy that you're marching into this right is, now. This is a problem no where intended. this buzz, yeah, no, this is, a, <laughs> this is a problem where a modern buzzword, unity, um, which is actually mostly used when um, someone is feeling challenged and they don't want to um, be challenged in their thinking and then they just accuse you of, of being divisive. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's just how a, a word that's, it's just been, um, 
It's been perverted. It's been perverted, just like diversity. <laughs> so when yeah. they tell you, you're not promoting unity, and you're like, no, I'm trying to have diversity of thought. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you can throw another buzzword at him. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a, a sweet, sweet sister of mine that I just love, and I trust her heart, and she was kind of getting a little bit upset about some of this, saying, you know, what, why do you keep finding the things that you disagree on? Why can't you find the things that you agree on? There, I think that everybody has a different set of things that they can stomach mm-hmm. when it comes to, we know that we're not going to agree with everybody on everything, but there, there's a helpful analogy that I would like to throw out there for this of what is worth dividing over. And so the analogy is this, this, this sweet sister, again, whose heart I absolutely trust, she, her husband's in the military. And so I, I try to picture something that maybe something else she might march for. So let's just say pro-military march, a support, excuse me, a support the military march. Let's pretend that along with the support the military march, according to the organizers' documentation, they also said that they supporting the murder of illegal immigrants mm. and, killing, and, and killing illegal immigrants. Would she still participate in the march? And I haven't asked her this, and I probably will, just to say, is that something you would participate or would you see that as being an issue that was worth dividing over? Mm-hmm. And I suspect that most people, myself included, as much as I say, yay, military, they have fought for our freedoms. They have fought for, God, to make America what it is and to protect us. As much as I would support the military, if I were to enter something and they said, okay, we, we support the military and we support the killing of any Ill- illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. I would probably part ways, but yet that's exactly what was going on in this march is you can say, oh, I'm pro-women, and yet I support the murder of, I think the number that John always says, at least for women, is uh, 500 baby girls a year. How many baby girls in America? I think he, he, I think he said 500,000 yearly. That's just per year. That's, that's a pretty, and that, that's just the girls, and that's probably just America. He's got better statistics. I, I recommend anyone go over to the, the website, www.abortionhistorymuseum.com, which is his, his website, his pro-life website. <sighs> so that, think about maybe like a million, a million babies per year. Say that if we had a pro-military march and said, oh, but we also advocate killing a hundred uh, or a million illegal immigrants a year. I'm sorry, as much as I want to have unity with you on that, that is a dividing point. And I cannot stand before my God and say, well, I kind of overlooked that part. Mm -hmm. And not only are they saying we're promoting this, but even other people marching are raising their signs and saying, my country, my right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Or I've proudly killed before. Mm -hmm. And then they have speakers that are talking about killing. Mm -hmm. Um, Wearing, Wearing a shirt with abortion, the word abortion all over with little hearts. Who is that? She's a famous lady that, anyway, yeah. <sighs> Celebrating yeah. abortion when yeah. when we're told that it's a necessary evil and yet they're celebrating it. It just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, people like Lena Dunham who said, I wish I'd had an abortion. She's gone back and realized that was a really stupid comment and she's like kind of quote unquote apologized for it. But this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing going on there. So we really need to ask ourselves and we need to encourage our children to decide, are there things that, you know, we need to be unified on things, but we need to be unified in the mind of Christ. And are there things that are worth dividing over? Mm -hmm. And this is definitely a discussion that we should be having with our kids because I guarantee they're going to be starting to face some of these, these issues. 
And so when they're trying to figure out what are some things that I can unify on or what are some things I can divide over, talk with them. Mm-hmm. Parse them out. Say, let's let's make a list of things we agree on and things that we don't agree on. In fact, uh, one of the things, uh, one of the verses, let me see if I can. So someone might cl- quote Colossians 3.13 to me, the bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together mm-hmm. in perfect unity. If someone were to say that, I'll say, okay, so what's the thing that was dividing somebody in this verse? In this verse, it's mm-hmm. a grievance, which actually, when I went to the Greek, translates basically into an offense. Mm-hmm. This is something where someone yeah. hurts somebody else's feelings. A million dead babies a year is not hurt feelings. Those are very different things. Or someone slighting me at a party mm-hmm. or, you know... A million other grievances that someone could have there's a difference between grievance and evil yeah an ethical and, situation yeah yeah mm-hmm. an ethical situation so there are things that are worth dividing over so oh we're definitely over time so let me just give a, a quick recap of what we did i i talked about the original podcast and i think the five questions it was or it was six questions i think are still valid six questions that are good to discuss even though we didn't go into them which was what is the good that we can affirm? Uh, what did they mean by spontaneous? Where did the money come from? Why were they marching? Which you can go see the blog. Where were all these women when the Democrat men were the perpetrators? And who was disinvited? Namely, all the pro-life or the pro-life groups. And there were some pro-life groups that did march other places, but they kind of slipped in there. Anyway, so that was the original podcast, but we decided that we have done enough tearing down and it was time to build up. So we talked in depth in this about what the good was that we can affirm um, and the actual injustices that are still going on. Uh, we talked about where the controversy is coming from and we used two uh, documents that mm. a lot of the, that, that would be widely accepted. The first one being the actual unifying vision and principle of the march itself. The one place that you can go to find out what do these people believe and what are they marching for? That would be the place. Mm. So looking at that document and then also comparing it to the book Rules for Radicals, which is uh, something that is widely used within far left circles is this is how we do business. And we saw it playing out at this march. Um, and then the last we said, uh, where do we go now? Where, where do we go from here? And how do we have productive conversation? And our four points on that was the war is not against flesh and blood. Uh, secondly, people are being held captive by hollow and deceptive philosophy. So we need to treat this as a hostage situation and not attack the people, but the ideas. Mm. Uh, third, when having to debate, always use the other side's original documentation. You don't want to use someone else's interpretation of what's going mm-hmm. on. You want to use their own words mm-hmm. to say, this is what is being said. Uh, and finally, discuss with your children and with your friends. I won't even just say with your children, with your friends. Decide what is worth being unified on and what is worth dividing over mm-hmm. and compare that with scripture. Compare that with scripture. And just be really careful about those vain philosophies because... Yeah. This is what Rules for Radicals is trying to do. It's trying yeah. to get you in on the good stuff and then sweep you away and hold you hostage with the, yeah. with the vain philosophies that, 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 that aren't in the mind of Christ. So I really hope that this was a productive conversation. I really hope this was able to help you see maybe where the other side was coming from, but also mm-hmm. see what some of the tactics that were being used were. If you'd like to see some of the more specifics, again, I'd say <laughs> go to the blog and see what some of these points were that that they were saying that this is why we're marching. And uh, I just want to encourage conversation. I want to discourage any kind of name calling. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go ahead and pray us out. 
Okay. Father God, we are seeing such a fractured society right now, Lord, and we're seeing such division. Hmm. And Lord, we know that you're not a God that, that desires division, Lord, that you do desire unity. You speak about unity so much in Scripture, Lord God, but... We are called to be uh, in the world, but not of the world, Lord. Mm. We are never called to have unity with the world. Mm. We are called to have unity with other believers, with the mind of Christ, in the mind of Christ, in mind, being of like mind, in the spirit, Lord. All these phrases accompany whenever you call for unity. Mm. Lord God, I just pray that there would be productive conversations that are taking place all throughout this country, Lord, that there, you would remove any kind of just statements that come out of indignation and anger and trying to prove ha i'm in the right on either side lord yes. and instead it would be a desire to understand where someone's coming from lord i pray that the women out there would be able to talk with their friends to talk with their daughters and say let's talk about what the advertised goals and the publicized goals were versus let's look at what the actual goals were mm -hmm. are these the same thing lord and be able to uh tell when when if you had friends who marched under the guise of those um publicized goals lord to realize that they weren't marching for some of the evils that were actually being perpetrated in this march lord that there would be unity in heart hmm. um but there would be there would be unity heart lord that there would be diversity in uh, opinion but there would be unity in truth hmm. lord god and there would be division from evil and that there would be division from lies yeah Lord, that that is okay to be divided from, Lord Jesus. And I pray that we would not fall prey to just the buzzwords of thinking that any kind of division is bad, Lord. No, there are some divisions that, are, that we are called to. Huh. Father God, I pray that we would be able to speak in love and in compassion and understanding, Lord, but we would absolutely rise up as being warriors for truth yes. at the same time, Lord, and, and warriors for righteousness, God. Those two things sound like they can't go together, Lord, but they can. And I pray that you would just be uh, teaching us all how to have that balance, Lord, and how to have um, to rightly dividing the word of truth and to rightly have, um, it says, you say in Proverbs, Lord, that a house is built with wisdom and it's established in understanding, Lord. And we pray for wisdom and understanding, Lord, so that we can build our house on the rock and we can establish a house, Lord, that is brings praise to your name, Lord God, because that is what we desire above all things, Lord. I pray for my sisters, especially, Lord, who you have called to the mission field of, uh, of the groups, uh, some, some of the more uh, unsavory groups that were marching on Saturday, Lord, that mm -hmm. if for the women out there that you've called them there as their mission field, Lord, I pray that they would feel nothing but encouragement from the mama bears mm -hmm. in saying thank you that uh, if that truly was your heart, then you we will say you marched for us too, Lord. But when you were in prayer um, and you were silent and you were weeping for the unborn and yet at the same time standing in solidarity against the very real evils that were advertised for this march, Lord, that we can, we can stand beside that as well. Lord God, I pray for, um, again, just productive conversations and... and healthy relationships, Lord, and a commitment to both truth and love. In your name I pray. Amen. This has been a Mama Bear Apologetics recording. To learn more about Mama Bear Apologetics, please visit us on the web at www.mamabearapologetics.com. Have you been stumped by your kids already? 
Or maybe you have a nagging question of your own that you think would make a good podcast. Send us an email to askthemamabears at gmail.com and we will do our best. Rise up, ladies. Rise up, mama bears. We are all in this together.